1: celebrate all right light years pod samus fandiari here um we're going a couple weeks without andy he's on sabbatical and so I was thinking to myself, who can I get who is going to get the Lightyear's fans as excited as Andy? And I realized there's no way I could do that. So I went through the next best thing. Who are who are the guests that have got the best feedback? And so we got Dave DuFord here
2: today. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. I'm ready. I got to bring some of that Andy energy. Um, unfortunately, I haven't been drinking tonight. So, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. By the way, congrats on the atla- at the athletic. Thank you.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm excited. It should be fun. You know, we're all going over, so uh, I
1: so, won't be
2: the new guy by myself. Do That's you want not... to reveal
1: anything like when you guys are formally jumping, or is that still um, kind of like not? Well, the anu- I mean, the announcement
2: is out there. Uh, we're we're making the leap. Uh, I believe we'll we'll go behind, like for subscribers only, uh, the first week of April. Um, So just in time for the playoffs when we're actually going to, I mean, be kicking our content up even more. Um, But, man, we're all excited. It's a brave new world. And, you know, like I complained to you privately about how no one wants to pay for anything. Well, the athletic, I mean, you're now getting even more, you know, bang for your buck. So, uh, you know, we're, we're happy to. Contribute to uh, to the value there that that subscribers are going to get, and also it's like it's a unique opportunity. I, I don't know how you watch sports or or read about sports without having a subscription to the Athletic. And so now we get to tap into this like huge talent base, yeah, especially for yeah. Warriors fans. Oh like, my I, god, are, yeah. is
1: there are there any Warrior writers who aren't on the Athletic? You can't you can't
2: cover like you can't read about Warriors basketball. Anywhere. I actually Bay area sports in general. Yeah. Tim, Tim I, Kawakami is essentially like the dictator of the Bay area sports scene right now.
1: I mean, you know, people's Republic of San Francisco. It's literally not right. with, <laughs> with, with sports content here. Um, but what I was going to say is even, even more so, you know, it's funny cause I do have a subscription. Have you ever looked at like aggregations of athletic articles? Cause like they'll get aggregated on, you know, all the aggregation sites and even with that, you still don't get the, the full picture of what you see in the actual real article. So it's just kind of funny to me because how many times do you read an aggregated story that gives you a quote and you're like, whoa, that seems really dramatic or salacious?
2: Well, that's what happened with
1: the Ethan
2: Strauss's article on KD that got KD so hot. KD did, probably didn't see the full article. The yeah. article was, was a lot like more tame than the little bit of stuff that was aggregated out of the article.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ethan's like, I don't know, he could do whatever, but the impression I get is most people just seem to think he's probably not coming back, which is like pretty, pretty, you know, mild in the scheme of things. It wasn't like an aggressive like, Katie's gone, first day, right. you know. Yeah, so, <laughs> exactly, um, not at all. But you know, by the third aggregation on the whatever app, you know, all that—that's what it ends up being. So,
2: yeah, I think it was like Bleacher Report that that got it. Not to you know rub anybody the wrong way but i think that that's what happened
1: yeah and i mean they always anyway um speaking of kd (laughs) we got the full gauntlet of warriors kd drama the last two weeks um i was just i was just thinking about it so we can go back two weeks ago to wednesday uh that celtics game that infamous actually that was a tuesday so literally yeah two weeks ago then we get you know the big win against denver then their worst loss of the year against phoenix then they look like the 2014 Spurs against Houston and OKC with like Boogie playing the Tim Duncan role, passing out of the post, and then KD comes back, and obviously Boogie's been gone for a couple games, and it's like you were at the game in San Antonio. I the yeah. body language was the only difference between the San Antonio and Minnesota game was one game shots fell for Stephen Clay, the other they didn't. Yeah, but, but what I was gonna say to you is, I, I mean. This giving me some two thousand four Laker vibes with the body language between them. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> it's not great, and and
2: I mean this this game tonight against Minnesota was a. I mean, I mean, look when when Marcus is out there talking about your, you know, stagnant movement, you know it's bad, right? Like I mean, Marcus is usually not not that critical uh, on stuff like that, and uh, you know that. That was all I needed to see to know it wasn't just in my head. But here in San Antonio, man, you know, the Spurs are are really clicking. And you can see, like, you can see it on the court. And so they were able to beat a much better team. I mean, the Warriors are are have much more talent. But the Warriors team identity just isn't what we expect out of a Warriors team. It feels like there's a lot of uh, competing personalities. That's how I'll put it.
1: Yeah, and it's um... – it's like they're fracturing more so in that way. Like KD is actually moving even less than normal. Like he's never, he's, he's not going to be, um, I don't know, clay Thompson or Iguodala, just like looking to cut off ball nonstop. That's just not who he is. But like the, the difference between the amount of cutting he would do two years ago versus now where he just claps for the ball and stands still. Like it's pretty obvious. Um, and then on the flip side, like everyone else uh, on the Warriors kind of thrives on that motion Warriors style that, like, you know, we associated with them that kind of made them a powerhouse to begin with. Um, but it, it seems to have got worse. And I don't know if it's just a two game sample, but it's so hard to not look at the Houston and OKC game without KD, to you know, elite Western Conference teams, Houston particularly, um, and not think, like, man, they look they look exactly like those Warriors that were dominant pre-KD only with with a low post score. Yeah. Uh, yes. No? You're, you're not willing to go that
2: far? <laughs> no, not quite. I, I don't believe in Boogie yet. I just, I just don't.
1: No, but there is something. I mean, I, I, I probably have the same defensive concerns you do, but, I mean, you know how Kerr, Kerr runs a bunch of Spurs stuff. Um, yeah. And – having a big man who can pass out of the post, like opens the whole thing up and he's really good at that. And like, you could see just the fits just very natural with Stefan clay, just by nature of their natural games. Right. Although I will say, you know, so
2: Alfonso McKinney has been frustrated in these last two games. I've, I've watched him mess up Steph's corner relocation twice. Yeah. He he really doesn't realize got a steal out of it. And it's just like, dude, you got to move. You got to you. You either got to screen or you just got to run away. And Draymond is, has now you know has turned the ball over twice because Draymond's going to throw that pass, right? That pass is coming. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, I, I think they've got. It's funny because I know that they focused on wing depth, right? But they've got concerns that, like, I'm not worried about the center situation. Your worst case scenario is Kevon Looney, and that Kavon might be your Looney's, best case scenario. Well. Was thinking, <laughs> That's your best on, place. Yeah, i uh, damn good. Yeah. I, so I, this would be now the third place I've dropped this take uh, today. Dropped it on the Daily Ding and also on on Basketball Buds. Cheap plug. <laughs> hey, I think it? Andrew Bogut is going to be starting for this team by the middle of the second round of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that. Um,
2: yeah, <laughs> I think he, I think he just I think he's he's going to fit better. Than Boogie has.
1: So I he looks I, good. I agree with you having the defensive low usage center, who by the way is a phenomenal passer, yeah. makes a ton more sense with KD, Steph, Clay, all, you know, all that. But they're not they're not gonna put Boogie on the bench until they're in an elimination game. I, I just I have a hard time seeing Kerr putting uh Boogie on the bench unless they're down three two and he has to. Yeah. Um, I I legitimately think the Warriors are playing with the with the the thought that Katie is probably leaving. So let's try to really endear ourselves to Boogie and see if he's willing to take the discount to stay again. I think I think that's part of it for why they won't move him to the bench until it's like you think he might stay. Yeah, I'm not convinced that he'll get those big offers.
2: I think, all right, so we talked about this a little bit today, too. I think it's going to be, I think the Lakers are going to overpay for him or the Knicks, whichever one strikes out worse.
1: So here's my thing if he stays, it's because KD's left. Um, Yes, they won't
2: both stay. And if
1: KD's left, KD's in New York, and I don't think Boogie's going to New York with KD. So that leaves the Lakers, which is, you know, Jimmy Butler and
2: DeMarcus Cousins with LeBron James.
1: <laughs> we're, just, we're just writing fan fiction now, huh? <laughs> um, uh, I mean. Yeah, I mean, this whole season has been, in my, in my opinion. But um, I maybe, but I, I don't know. I, I just get the feeling. So I agree with kind of what you're getting at. He's yeah. going to have some really rough moments in the playoffs. And I think that's going to scare people from offering money to him. Man. I, I keep coming back to this point. Unless you're like R.C. Buford or like Sam Presti or like a GM who, like, if you make a terrible signing, you're not going to get fired. A lot of GMs are going to look at him and go, do I really want to give this guy like $70 million over three years? Right. And then, you know, like, if it doesn't work out, you know, I'm pretty much out of here. And and yeah. those smart and those smart GMs, it like, I, I don't think – Maybe the spurs will go for him. I don't know. maybe Pop's feeling really frisky, but um, I don't know that i I just don't know that those huge offers will be out there for him.
2: I, probably not. Um, I threw out a scenario where he would sign like a one year like make good type contract, um maybe with a player option, right? So like in that twelve to fifteen million range. Um, uh, so
1: here's a question: If someone's offering him twelve to fifteen, and the Warriors are offering him nine to come back, when he knows he has good chemistry with Steph and Clay and Draymond, yeah, is that, I, I like, mean I, I'm
2: with you. Look, I get it. it I mean, I mean, LeBron I'm selling should myself have tried right to now. sign <laughs> with the Warriors, right? Like, like let's just be honest, right? If if LeBron cared about championships, that's where you go. Sure. So I get it. You know, Boogie played a year. You know, he knows that uh, he's going to be in an environment that's going to going to try to do everything it can to make sure he's at his physical peak and, and happy and all these other things. I get it, but
1: not everybody's built that way. No, that's true. I mean, I, the smart money, it's more likely he won't come back than he will. But I, all I'm saying is I don't think he's going to have these max offers waiting for him. I'm not even convinced he's going to have like the – 20 million dollar range waiting for him and if, it, if we're talking about a series of 10 to 15 million dollar deals then the Warriors can are potentially at the table like he, he's not turning down you know 25 a year from someone that's not happening I'm just not yeah. convinced that's out there
2: yeah again I, I think the Lakers would be the most likely team to team to make that that call
1: yeah, but anyway, let's let's get yeah. back to the the KD enough stuff bookie. on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't really like it's to me. It comes across as pouting. It's like he saw how well they played without him, and kind of the way everyone reacted to like, oh, the old Warriors are back. And I feel like his play, it, like it's it's passive aggressive, is the way I saw it. It's like, oh, I, oh, you want me to just be a role player i'll be a role player and like kind of stand around
2: yeah it was gilbert arenas
1: yeah, it was kobe yeah I it keep, was kobe i keep thinking of those kobe games like whenever he got criticized for like 35 shots or something yeah he'd have one of those weird games where he took like five shots and had 20 assists
2: it, or you know it's very lebron yeah I and mean, we've seen this from lebron probably as much as anybody like we've usually it doesn't last a whole game it's like a half a basketball and he'll take two shots trying to prove a point like uh didn't that happen in cleveland right before the deadline when they flipped oh yeah. most of the team
1: when, when it was like clear that he wasn't yeah. in love with playing with isaiah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i forgot about that um that feels amazing. like that feels like a lifetime ago and we're really talking about 12 months ago um so uh, much
2: stuff has happened man
1: yeah it's like um but it, my, my question with the warriors is like at do you think this is going to get better or is this literally just going to be like they they're going to have this dysfunctional chemistry in the playoffs and it's really just a matter of can the talent overcome it which I mean it potentially can because it's a lot of talent
2: right I I think that
1: I honestly man it just
2: feels like everyone's over it including KD right like I think KD is also just kind of over it
1: you know you know what we don't talk about enough was that Steph Clay and Draymond
2: are over it. Yes. Well, look, man. Steph 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 just seems like the kind of guy that just has – he just kind of smiles through everything, right?
1: Yeah.
2: He looks fed up. Yeah. Clay. Clay is the guy, like, I mean, he's Mr. No Worries. And some of the quotes out of him recently, while not directed at Kevin Durant, have kind of been voicing some
1: frustration. Yeah, um, I I don't know. Like, I, I Steph's the most obvious one to me because he's always been kind of the guy who over accommodates everyone sometimes to his own detriment. Um, and he's out here chucking the San Antonio game. Um, oh my god, man! Th- that was like that was that was pretty aggressive. That was not. I mean, I'll never say Steph don't take eighteen threes, but um, uh, I haven't seen him like he usually only hunts like that if he's hit a couple in a row and it's like i'm feeling it and you know i'm you know i'm heat checking basically right he came out hunting
2: yeah and then he hit a 61 footer
1: after he'd made nothing before that right and then he went back i mean it was just kind of a weird shooting night for him and the spurs did play great defense but yeah um
2: he was basically great in the third quarter and and outside of that he was he was off
1: yeah, and I feel like um, it. He, it's actually bad when he's hunting like that um, because what makes him dangerous is he kind of plays in flow, um, yeah. and and it could be frustrating when you are like, dude, just take the game over. Uh, but when he's hunting, it becomes a little more obvious, a little easier to defend, right?
2: Exactly, exactly, because you know, like he's looking for that shot.
1: Yeah, as opposed to like, hey, I am just trying to invite the double team to get an easy layup for my teammates, or you know, all that stuff. But I mean. He, It's been kind of a thing all year, and it's gotten worse recently where it's just like I feel like he's he's completely over catering to KD. I mean, do you blame him? No, because it's like these mood swings are for nothing. Like they, they had a dominant they had maybe the most dominant playoff run ever in the, his first playoffs. And then he started getting moody all the time. And it was like, it wasn't about winning. Like Steph sacrificed a bunch of stuff just to win and to make him feel better. And none of it was enough. Like, I, I feel like it's not enough unless like Katie comes out and like says KD's or Steph comes out and says, KD's better than me and I'm a role player, you know?
2: <laughs> right. Which you know, which
1: is not going to happen. <laughs>
2: Let I, I, me ask you a question. Because, go for it. You know, obviously, like I get to talk about the whole league, and you you focus on the Warriors. Have you have you and Andy gotten tired of talking about the KD stuff yet?
1: Yeah, I'm tired of talking about it. Um, yeah. we have different perspectives. Andy is kind of ready for the era to be over. He's ready yeah. to go back to the um, the original dubs and kind of see what they can do around them and see if they can win one more and, you know, that sort of thing. Me, I'm more sympathetic because I think KD one of, like, the five most talented players of all time. Um, yeah. I wouldn't call him one of the five greatest players of all time, but he is, like, I mean, he's absurdly talented. And when they are clicking, it's just obscene to watch. So I'm I'm kind of more, like, my, my personality is predisposed to, like, man, how can, how can, how can they fix this? Like what, you know, trying to solve a puzzle, which increasingly feels just unsolvable. Um, Right. So, so I'll just kind of always keep going back to like, well, what can they do to get out of this rut or what needs to be done to make this work? Do they need to trade Draymond to engage KD more or like, you know, stuff like that Um, will run through my head. Whereas Andy's just like, eh, diminishing returns. We're, we're done with this.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I think it's over. Um, I mean, I think it's and, and, over,
1: too, but it, it doesn't stop me from you know running through the scenarios in which it cannot be over.
2: Sure. I, now, I don't think the run is over. That, this is the thing, man. The run is Steph Curry right, and Klay Thompson. That's the run. Um, so even if they move Draymond this summer, like if KD leaves and they move Draymond, I still think this is most likely the team that we're going to see in the finals. Now, does it get... Uh, is it a bumpier road absolutely right are they the runaway favorites no no way um but uh they still will have an extremely talented team they'll have to my mind the best player in the league once again the greatest offense on earth is steph curry shooting the ball 100 times um and so the hot
1: potato play where it's like steph running circles keep relocating while like draymond i pass it around till they find you (laughs)
2: Exactly. I mean, that's the best play in basketball as far as if, if you care about scoring points, which is the whole goal. Um, and, and so I think, you know, the run is not done, uh, but I think the KD stuff is done. Yeah, The Draymond to, to... stuff, is a, the the Draymond contract concerns are a lot more interesting to me than, than the KD stuff.
1: To me, the interest. So I'm trying not to fast forward because I'm super fascinated with how Myers and and his team can put the right pieces around Steph, Clay, and potentially Draymond going forward. Because you know, when they built that first team, um Clay was on a rookie deal, and Draymond was on a rookie deal, and Steph was making 10 million when the cap was 60 million. So like you basically had your core three taking up fifteen million right. of a sixty. 16- like that's that's just unheard of. And that's by the way, the only way you can build a roster as as good as theirs was like you just have to you have to have a bunch of young players who are way better than their their contracts right um that won't be the case anymore like clay's gonna get some version of a max deal whether it's like you know the um the non-suit i don't know he's gonna end up making over 30 end of the day and Steph's at 40 so that's that's already like two-thirds of your cap right there like there's just not money to find the Nexagadala. And I I don't even know who is the Nexagadala, you know? Like he's just the, the most uniquely perfect piece to fit around them. Um, so there's all these things where it's like I don't I don't know what it'll look like and I could see a scenario where they're really good but like lacking the the right role players around their core to really get over the hump. Um, so that's what I'm curious about. But, like, I don't really want to talk about that all the time because it's we're in the middle of a season and, you know, they could still lose in the playoffs. It is. A, I mean, it is a possibility. Houston's looking pretty good, man.
2: Um, you know, I, I don't think the Spurs are a real threat. But, you know, team – the league is better right now than it has been probably than any time during their run as far as, you know, top to bottom. Teams are better. Um, the East, you know, there's a couple of teams that could give them some trouble in particular. I think Philly, which I think a lot of people are overlooking, they've got a lot of talent.
1: Yeah. I like, uh, I like Philly too. And Philly, um, the one thing they have that I don't know that any other team has, they're just more, they're, they're bigger than the Warriors at every position. Um, yeah. And that's kind of a problem. Like Ben Simmons, um, Jimmy Butler and Bede, they're just way more physical than the Warriors. So, I mean, they could be a problem for them. I I don't know. I keep thinking the Warriors do have 2004 Lakers vibes to them, but Mm -hmm. they also have just a lot more talent than that Lakers team. I mean, Shaq and Kobe are Shaq and Kobe, but like they didn't have Clay Thompson and Draymond Green and, you know, Boogie Cousins and Iggy and stuff next to them. So the margin for error is so much higher. So I could see them being that disjointed and still winning or falling apart.
2: It's possible, man. I I think that the whole nihilism about the NBA season, I I feel like maybe the Warriors are a victim of this as well. This is kind of like an outside-the-box take on this. But I think that the pressure – this is like the first year that we've seen the pressure – of them having to win. They know the KD thing is over, right? So they know he's leaving. They might feel like, Hey, th- you know, this is our last shot at a guaranteed title. We got to win. And it doesn't seem like they're having a ton of fun. If that makes sense. Now, when it, I mean, in it the says, lineup, at it, least
1: it says everything that they had the most fun. I've seen them have all year in the two games without KD. Yeah. Um, and they were,
2: and they were fun. Like they were fun to watch. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was, um, it was it was something else. It was it was basically I mean the takes were gonna go one way or the other, how um how it went without KD. Like if they looked awful without him, then it'd be a lot of, you know, they need him and they need to cater to him more and blah, blah, blah. But it's gone the opposite way. I feel like they got confidence off of it, and now they're even less interested in catering to him. Like I feel like the San Antonio game was an example of that. It's like we just beat down OKC like thoroughly on their home court after we beat Houston. You know, I I really don't care if you're two times finals MVP and like future hall of famer, we're going to play our way. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's crazy, man, because like, I would say KD probably has never looked as good as a playmaker passer, you know, all the stuff that you, that you would want him to, to be able to do. Right. Like, I mean, he's been really good. Like he's, yeah, that's a. This is he's not we're, selfish.
1: We're taking for granted just, um, like I said, one of the five or so most talented players of all time. Like, does he have a weakness? His weakness no. is basically he, he pouts. Like, right. That that's that's it. You know, he, he 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 doesn't play the game hard every time he wants to. But like in terms of when he's engaged, he has zero weaknesses. Maybe yeah. posting up smaller guys who are really strong if we want to get like super technical, but I mean, why bother? Um, but let's transition this. Um, so there's been a lot of, um, just, I, I guess hype over clay Thompson potentially making all NBA or making an all defensive team. And I want to get an outsider opinion on this. Like, cause clay's clay's one of those players. It's weird to me that the metrics never measure him as a good defender. They don't even measure him as, like, a – forget, like, an elite defender. Like, the coaches will say he's an elite defender, and I think he's, you know, a very high-level defender. Like, where he ranks in the pantheon of wing defenders in the NBA is subject for debate. But, like, the numbers outright say he's, like, a mediocre defender, which I just – which just makes me question those metrics. Well,
2: those the, – there's no good defensive numbers.
1: Right. Um, But do you think he is actually – um so let's run through this exercise. If I said name the all-defensive team, who you got? Like, Paul man. George is obvious. Paul George,
2: Giannis. My center, man, I, I've i been – it's Go, probably Gobert. And then with Miles Turner's second team. Sure. Um, I think on a podcast earlier this week, I said Miles Turner, and the truth is I just forgot about Gobert. Like, Gobert is probably, like, number three in defensive player of the year. Maybe number two of, ahead of Paul George. Right. If you if we are gonna sit and split hairs, I think Giannis should but, be the but, defensive but the, player of the year.
1: Either way, those are all front court players, so they're not really right. going to be stealing Clay's spot. Um, right. Exactly.
2: Um, I mean Derek White, he's missed a lot of the season, but wow, like he's so good. Right. Um,
1: they literally they lost Dejounte for a full year, and they just found another one.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, and he might be better, like defensively. He he's really good. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure about the guards
1: this it's, year. I, I, I might go Marcus Smart. I mean, I'm just a huge yeah. fan of his game. Me too. Yeah. I, mean, I It would be hypocritical for me to love everything about Draymond's game and then just be like, I don't know about that Marcus Smart guy. He's dirty. I'll go
2: Marcus <laughs> Smart and Danny Green. I'm going to give my vote to Danny Green. Okay. Out of respect. No, I mean, Danny Green's been great. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think Clay, Clay is a very good defender. And, I, you know, I was probably one of the first people to point out how good he was defending the post and how, you know, a few years ago when they were trying to post, post him up with Kevin Love, I was like, no, that's a huge mistake. Like, first of all, Clay is six seven, and he's stouter than, than he's people think. He's very strong. He's super strong. Yeah. Actually, I, so, that's,
1: that's always been my favorite thing. People always, like, um, marvel over him gar- guarding point guards. I'm like, I think he's better at switching on to bigs than he is at guarding point guards.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He just doesn't get tired which is why he's great at guarding point yeah. guards. Like, like he could run around forever. So um,
1: I did crack up at Russell Westbrook trying to post him. And that one time. I'm like Russ, what are you doing? <laughs> right yeah, <here>. that's not, <laughs> I mean, I save not. that, save that for when you get a smaller guard on you, which is like 80% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's
2: oh man. It, for, don't. Yeah. How about everybody? Unless you're yeah. Joel Embiid or maybe Giannis don't try to post up clay but i mean there's probably a case to be made for it but honestly man like the the front court the or uh, the back court guys it, it's it's a weird season nobody really stands out um there's no tony allen marcus marcus. yeah yeah well i think marcus smart is probably the guy
1: it, it's this funny thing where i feel like all nba you always feel like you want to take more backcourt guys than you're allowed to and then right. all defensive, you're like, well, I guess I got to leave Draymond off, but like he's objectively a capable all first team defender, but I can't like justify putting him there over Giannis or PG. But then you're like, I don't really know what guards I want to take. Like if you didn't have to think about positions, you'd probably just take five front court players. Right. I don't know um That's it true. it gets they're it, more important. It gets interesting because if Clay makes all NBA, he becomes supermax eligible. Um like Ooh. right now na- right now he's eligible for that um the Gordon Hayward, Al Horford level max. Right. Um and, but if he makes all NBA, he's eligible for I believe the the one that goes over 200 million, the um and I mean the Warriors' Got to be rooting for him not to get it because they're they're incentivized to you know well we'd have paid you more but we can't by the rules you know right so um, you know they don't want him to get into that uh, Steph Curry tier of max contracts like not that they give him the full Steph contract but like it just makes the negotiation contentious and you know it's, you don't want it's it's worse for it goes back to the point I was making earlier. Um, They don't have star players who are kind of you know below market value anymore. So,
2: right, uh, it's that's where teams are able to to go from contender to champion when you're when you're able to, you know, you kind of are winning on the margins, not just on the basketball court, but you're winning uh, in your salary cap. You know, Steph Curry being on that cheap deal. Um, having all that cap space to be able to get Iguodala, and then obviously the the whole KD stuff, like, right. was just incredible. Uh, but it started with that Iguodala summer. Like, not not signing Dwight Howard is the reason why they were able to go on the run.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can even go back to what made LeBron go back to Cleveland. It was like they had the budding, they had a budding star in Kyrie, but he wasn't really paid yet, so right. it made it easier for him to bring him in. And Kevin Love was on um kind of the rookie well he wasn't on a max but he was on kind of the like the rookie extension like a good contract but not the third contract which is significantly higher so it just made everything a little easier for LeBron to come in and you know that that that's the kind of stuff you need if you want to actually have like three all-star level players otherwise it's it's just not going to happen with the cap
2: yeah yeah it's definitely not i mean obviously the the Warriors are not going to be able to do this, you know, what they did anymore. Like, they really, like, struck gold. Um, but I'll stand by this, man. Even though KD, I still think the Warriors are going to gonna be in the finals next season.
1: Man, I wish I could be that optimistic, but I just feel like five in a row, like, even if they're good enough, like, at some point, there's got to be the the second-round knockout because they're gassed. And maybe a couple guys are nursing injuries, and then they go for another run. That's just kind of what I think. I don't know. Um, mm,
2: maybe, maybe it's a much better story if they go back next year
1: without KD. I mean, I'll be rooting for, <laughs> I'll be rooting for it, but uh, yeah, of course, of course, because <laughs> the Lakers are not going to make the
2: playoffs next year.
1: Oh yeah, you know, we got to save you to come back on with Andy to do our victory lap on that one fully. <laughs> but I mean. I I can't believe the way they fell apart. Like it's in my, in my mind, I didn't think it was possible. Like four and 15 since February 1st, man. Yeah, they've been tanking the last five (laughs) games. So really only like four and nine.
2: Sure. (laughs)
1: Um, so this was an interesting question that I got. Um, any chance the LeBron Lakers experience deters KD from the Knicks?
2: I think that's an interesting question, um, but I am going to say no, because we all think we're different, right? And and yeah. in KD's case, it is a different scenario. Okay, the Knicks haven't been good for a long time, a very long time. This is not the Lakers. There's a, he's not going there and having to compete with the ghosts of Kobe. It just there's a different. There's a different environment. Yeah, he's also, dealing with the
1: ghost of Melo. Much more attainable ghost. Right. He's also going to the East. KD yeah.
2: could take this year's Knicks team to the playoffs
1: in the East. I also feel like he's probably – he's not going there alone.
2: No, no, um, definitely not. That's and the, he's a
1: better player than LeBron. And th- that's the thing that weirded me out about LeBron going to the Lakers. I thought they would for sure you know, swing a trade for Kawhi once the Paul George thing went out the window. Even if the – I thought they would have put their chips on the table and instead they – I don't know. Went with like the suicide squad. Like, (laughs) yeah. Oh,
2: well, I don't, I I mean, the Lakers screwed this up, but yeah, I I don't know if that's going to inform Katie's decision making or not. My guess would be no. Um, because we all think that, you know, our stuff is going to be different.
1: Yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Um, yeah, here's another one. Uh, and since you're around San Antonio more than any team, um, do you think the Warriors are going to um, can get Rudy Gay if KD leaves, or will that's they what, try I've to? Float,
2: I've been floating that out there too.
1: I think so too. I think he, I think he fits what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's kind of played himself over the mid-level exception.
2: That's the so that's the trick, right? Is that I think that he has played himself into a much better contract. He's he's really good. He's really good. Um, And he can score 16 to 18 a night. His defense is passable. He's a good player.
1: He's gotten much better at playing within the team too. Like old Rudy Gay who like he'd get the ball and it was just tunnel vision till he got a shot. Like he kind of plays within the flow a lot better. Um, The thing I want to say about him is I'm just amazed how good he is off the Achilles because like I always consider the Achilles kind of the career ender for guys. Right. And, I don't know that he's played better than he's ever played. Um,
2: I mean, he looks super explosive. Uh, he's you know he's been he's dealt with the heel stuff uh, a little bit and some soreness, but I mean, he he's really good. He's very good,
1: indeed. Um, let's see what else do we want to get to. <laughs> I don't. It's the man. It's the dog days. It really is.
2: God, it's just. It's brutal it's brutal right now Like here I am It's the end of March We're counting down The days to the playoff start I mean we're, we're literally like Within three weeks Or right about three weeks And there's just nothing happening Right now it, it's a lot Of okay we're got Some teams jockeying for position But in particular for you know like my guys like y'all That are covering yeah. one team And it and the Warriors, like, all of their stuff is not really big picture this season stuff. It's all what's going to happen this summer. We we know what – like, they're the one seed. They're going to probably roll over whoever the eighth seed is, unless it's the Spurs somehow. And I think the Spurs, while they could still sweep them, I think it's a much tougher sweep, if that makes any sense.
1: No, I'm with you. I'm kind of um... – I'd I'd be very happy for the Spurs if they drew, let's say, a Denver. Who's I
2: think they can really really take it to Denver. But I mean, I everyone's just kind of gonna...
1: assuming Denver is going to be the the top four seed that gets knocked out in the first round, and like for obvious reasons, you know. But um, yeah. it would be cool to see the Spurs after losing Kawhi make a little noise. And um, I mean, I thought they were going to be a playoff team, but everyone who kind of thought like the the run was the run's just not going to end until Pop retires. It's it's not, and
2: even then, man, I'm just not sure, man. They've yeah. got the organizational organizational continuity, like you know, one of his assistants is taking over, right? And I, I don't see any reason why why Pop would completely step away from sure. from the team. Um, I'm just saying, you know, I'm not
1: I'm not consider like when he when he steps away, then I'll maybe entertain the conversation.
2: There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: I'm with you, I, and and
2: man, like. When they signed Paul Gasol a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, that's it. It's over. They're done. And then they have just continued to freaking win. That that graphic that keeps popping up everywhere. <laughs> they've spent 65 <laughs> days and 22 <laughs> years under 500.
1: I, Get the, the hell out the of here. The first thing I thought of was, like, I feel like the Warriors spent 65 days over 500 before the, you know. Yeah. Before the Steph Curry-led, like, resurgence with up and everything. But, like, the whole, like duration of my life before that
2: <laughs> yeah man it's 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 wild like you know and and now living here in san antonio and kind of like and going to the games and being around spurs fans a lot man it's it's really interesting they they uh i don't know man they don't take it for granted which is it's kind of refreshing i mean you would think all right yeah no, i was gonna go to ask you how do they year.
1: how do they transition like obviously with with duncan retiring um, yeah, that was an end of an era and then like, you know, Kawhi's whole thing.
2: Right. Manu retired and yeah. Tony Parker left. I mean, you know, the, but Pop is the thing, right? Like right. Pop is the identifier. Um he he really like sets the tone and and you know, they they love Pop here. And so they also I'll tell you man, they love DeMar DeRozan. They yeah. took him in immediately. Like he's and he's fantastic. He's having such a great year. Spurs are fun, man.
1: They are, um, I find him a lot more, I mean, I've enjoyed his season and I do like the fact that it's kind of, uh, it's, it's just a lot better when it's, he's not being asked to, you know, play LeBron James. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. That, that helps. But also like when the expectations are a little more realistic.
2: Yeah. But also like, so he's having to me his best season of his career. Yeah. Um, best playmaking season, best rebounding season. I mean, he's just been fantastic. But then in that game against the Warriors, they needed buckets. And he scores 10 points in the fourth quarter. Like he was just on fire, got every shot he needed. And that's the kind of like, that's a great role for DeMar where it's like, Hey, we really need a bucket. Those guys still have value in the league, man. And, and, you know, we, I know we like to Even though think the about numbers. Don't a, say it.
1: What is that? <laughs> Even though the numbers claim it's not that valuable.
2: Yeah, the numbers are wrong. Yeah, I'm with I, you. I I do believe having and this is why KD is awesome. This is why Melo was so useful and 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 an all star for so long. Having a guy who can eat up possessions and get you a basket. This is why I think Harrison Barnes was a good pickup for Sacramento. They didn't have that guy, and Barnes was out there, and it's cap money they weren't going to spend, right? So I mean I I, I think that he's been really yeah. good
1: for them. By the way, um, uh, he's been all right. He's been he good be recently. I, I don't I, think he's I actually good don't know that he year. can be better. <laughs> I
2: think he's going to be good for them next year.
1: Yeah. Uh I was yeah. just um I was watching or, the...
2: Well, or he's going to be really good on the Warriors next year.
1: Uh we're, we're bringing the whole band back. Bringing we're gonna,
2: everybody back. We are getting
1: Barbosa out of retirement.
2: Yeah. I mean, look the, at Barbosa Bogut. is what they're missing, man. Yeah. Everybody's best friend.
1: Yeah, really. Um by the way, Bogut just looks um I didn't know that I needed Bogut back in my life until he came back, and I was like, "I love it! Yes. I love it so much."
2: <laughs> this iteration, uh, somebody said, "This is like the strange mashup of the the you know that like some from some alternate universe like," and I said, "It was uh, into the Warriors verse, like the Spider Man right. movie." Uh, it is so funny to see Bogut and KD on the court at the same time.
1: I would I would much rather be in the locker room cuz it's <laughs> just kind of like I mean he's yeah jokes around I mean he's he's not a shy guy <laughs> um I I don't think he'd be like I I feel like he'd probably throw some jabs at the passive aggressiveness that KD may sometimes exude So
2: uh, I I heard that that they had a really really long um team meeting and that they kind of like went over how he should be. Did you hear about this? Are you talking about Bogut or KD? Bogut. Okay, yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Um, but they had a big team meeting uh, that Steph Curry said lasted a really long time. Uh, so I think they kind of have set the the, the stage for how this is going to go. They, the last thing they want is Bogut coming in and you know making it making it worse. Right. Um, I feel like the me-
1: I feel like that meeting was more like um, we're g- we're going to tell you what's going on here because it's not what it was when you were here before,
2: right? Yeah, things are different.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: not yeah. not as fun. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: they got to get Rocco in the locker room. I think that'll solve all their problems. Yes, that's the trick. Rocco's a good glue guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, they're not real problems. All right. They're gonna they're gonna win the title. It's fine. Everybody, everybody, we all need to relax,
1: I but it's know, definitely man. fun. It's fun know, to man. talk. To. I'm ready for them losing a playoff game with too much clapping and and the emotions <laughs> to run high on the timeline.
2: <laughs> um, can, oh God. If they lose, like if they were to lose the first game of the playoffs, that would be one of the most amazing things to ever happen.
1: This is by the way, why um, this is the dog days because the, 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 the playoff seeding jockeying in the West is interesting, yeah, but I can't is. actually get myself into a caring for, like, another week and a half. Like, we need to get to five to six games left and teams being one to two games apart for me to, like, start really looking at it in a serious way. I don't know. Yeah, That's just, that's just my – like, right now, like, I mean – let me pull it up. I mean, you got – Utah and
2: OKC and it's, it's I mean, they're uh, all they're Clippers, all... Utah, OKC, Portland. Yeah, they're all right in the mix there.
1: Yeah, I, I still feel like it's too easy, to, too early to talk about it, really. Um, because, I mean, they're all two games apart, basically. All
2: right. Yeah.
1: All right, man. It's well, way it's... too
2: early, way too early to talk about it. We got to wait till like the last week of the season. Yeah. Somebody somebody's going to clinch a their seed the last day
1: yeah it's gonna happen well my my sacramento kings won't be the team and that makes me sad <laughs> they're my favorite watch honestly. i wanted them to win i wanted them to be the eighth seed i did too i could have driven up there would have been a good time probably not going to drive to utah so i feel
2: like i feel like uh i need to come to sacramento for the two-day summer league yeah I gotta make it happen. I think.
1: Let me know when you do. I'll go light, up there. light years live podcast Ro-
2: road trip to Sacramento. That's right. I'll fly to I'll fly to the Bay and we'll road trip. And we'll nah, you, might as well, just, you might as well you might as well just things. fly
1: straight to Sacramento. It's a better airport.
2: Oh, oh.
1: These, these are the things fine. you have to consider now that you're right. now that you're big time. You gotta get the best. You to get the best airport.
2: Finally, big time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, man. Thank you.